0: Welcome back to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora with the next chip in the etheric surgery series. So this one is an interesting chip um, <laughs> that I've waited to share um, because it's this one is a little bit more difficult to sense how this would express itself you know of course they all have very obvious expressions and then the more subtle expressions so this chip is the witch and warlock chip now off the bat obviously sounds very dark very like oh okay (laughs) um and obviously there's very clear expressions of this Chip, and so I just want to take a moment to kind of dissect the taboos and the belief systems around witches and around magic, and it's it's a sensitive topic I feel because you know we are all very much programmed and primed to see things in a certain way, and I think when we talk about witches and we talk about magic we immediately kind of think of this very dark energy and, you know, doing spells and all this stuff. And I think that that's a part of it, right? That's a very obvious part of it. But there's deeper like meanings to all of these things. So the first thing that I want to do is talk about the difference between black magic and white magic. Now, I'm not I'm not an expert on, you know, this topic necessarily, but um, I I feel the energy of it. And and just from things that mom has shared, I'm going to share, you know, those insights into it. And the thing is, is that magic is not all like Harry Potter type shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's a thing. But magic like let's just like take the word like what does magic mean I mean magic means that it's something out of the ordinary right when we say something is magical it just has this extra beauty this extra like brilliance about it that is beyond the mundane and and I think when we look around at the world it's hard to see sometimes that things are magical Right, we we tend to view everything as a very surface level, linear, logical, analytical thing, and we lose our sense of magic, like from the time that we're children. I mean, children are magical, you know, in general because they see things that we don't because they have yet to be fully programmed. Right, um, you know, when children play and they have, you know, imaginary friends, and they have all this imagination, that is magic, right? So for me, magic is when you are able to see, you are able to see beyond the mundane, when you're able to see beyond the things that are just surface level that we see in our physical world, that's just logical, linear, and like makes sense to the mind. I think when we when we see beyond that, that's when we see what we call the magic or something that is magical. And in truth, 5D is all magic, right? So when we think about the galactics, and we feel into, you know, we know what our capabilities are, right? We all have magical powers, right? And they're really, (laughs) I think, they're not so magical when We're in the etheric because everybody's gifted, and everybody has these special, unique powers and skills and gifts, and because we're all part of God, and God is magical. But when we're down here in this very um, dull, mundane (laughs) 3D plane, we view those things as very special or out of the ordinary, and they're really not. But we're just coming into that realization that this is a very common thing, right? When we see synchronicities, like synchronistic numbers, or when you have experiences that you can't explain to anybody, you know, like if you've ever on your awakening journey experienced just a magical synchronistic event that is, you know, just you can't explain it. It's just, it's more than a coincidence. It's a synchronicity. It's magical. It's, it's beyond what is, what makes sense. And you try to share it with someone else. They'll try to come up with all the reasons why, oh, that's just a coincidence or like, oh, it must be because of X, Y, Z, you know? And it's like, no, it's just magical. And it, the mind, the ego mind doesn't like things that don't make sense to it. Remember, the ego mind is is a programming, so it's like a computer. If, If it doesn't make sense to a computer that cannot quantify something, that cannot analyze something, that cannot give a logical interpretation or explanation of something, then it cannot understand it, and so it rejects it. And that's what the mind does to us, especially as we age out of childhood and we start to get more and more programmed. We stop seeing the magic in things. We don't see synchronicities. We don't experience miracles um, because miracles are simply love and the unknown, which is what source is made up of. It's what the entire of creation is made up of is love and the unknown. And down here, We are mostly in fear, which is the opposite of love. So we're cut off from that aspect. And we also live our lives and have been programmed to live in an illusion that only operates on the known. The mind does not like what is unknown because it cannot quantify it. It cannot figure it out. It cannot predict it, right? So love in the unknown is what creates miracles. That's magic. Um, and we can't, we usually don't experience miracles until we step into love in the unknown. And that's usually through surrender and through just giving, you know, giving our, our worries and our anxieties up to source and just allowing a miracle to occur. I always say miracles are like a glitch in the matrix, um, So, in the etheric, everything is magic. I mean, when we're talking about 5D technology and we're talking about instant manifestation and teleporting, and, you know, just kind of these basic things that we start to become aware are actually possible and real, that's magic. So, I just want to clarify what magic means, right? Magic is an intent mixed with an action that produces i guess a miracle or produces a manifestation of that so when we when we have an intent right and we take an action upon that intent it creates a certain outcome that is what magic is so when we talk about the dark parts of magic or what we call black magic, what's the difference, right? Because white magic is basically just what exists in creation. It's it's magical creations due to our intent and due to our god powers, right? Our god given creative powers, you know, when we've created star systems and created planets and created, I mean, look around at, you know, take away the destruction and mother earth was the original garden of Eden, right? How was that created? Well, it was created through magic, the magic of love, the magic of heart, the magic of, you know, pure intent And unity and God, like that's all the same thing. So the difference is, and how mom had shared is that black magic is simply when we are taking an intent and an action to serve ourselves versus service to the whole or service to love or creation, right? And white magic is when we are using an intent and an action to create something, an outcome or a thing or whatever that is beneficial for all. Okay, so that's the difference. Now, the other main difference, of course, is the intent. And the best analogy I can give for this is I came across this show on Netflix, and there's a lot of nuggets within shows and movies and such. And it was this show, I believe it was called Fate. Um, and it was basically based around the story of this magical school of who teaches fairies, right? So it was about fairy magic. And um, there was an interesting part in the, in the show where um, one of the fairies, right, was she was explaining, you know, that the difference between this this one fair powerful fairy who was known at the school and another one was this one teacher who who was basically using black magic right she was harnessing lower emotions as the intent okay versus using higher emotions as the intent. And it kind of clicked for me that that was another aspect of black versus white magic. Because in reality, you are, you are creating magic every day, right? When Again, when you have an action, I'm sorry, when you have an intent and you take an action that produces a certain outcome, that produces a certain something, that is the use of your magic. Now, if we take a look at the cabal, right, they use black magic. So they have an intent that is based on a lower frequency. They take actions upon those lower frequencies, and they create certain outcomes. So when we talk about the manipulation of consciousness is black magic what they're doing, we can use that as the example of that versus the awakening, right? So when the cabal is using lower emotions, so these are the emotions that we talk about that are under the 200 level vibrational scale. This is shame, guilt, anger, rage, revenge, um, pride, arrogance, Grief. When we are in those emotions, if we utilize those emotions as an intent and then take an action upon that intent, that essentially creates black magic. Now, I don't wish to like put fear into anything, you know, a lot of this is unconscious, which is why the whole process of awakening is having awareness. When we're aware of how this works, we can become more conscious, which means we neutralize any lower intent and we neutralize any lower outcomes through our awareness. But what's happened is that we humanity has been manipulated through their consciousness by the cabal, right? Through black magic. When we look at the manipulation of our minds, the manipulation of the matrix, right? It's how it's been simulated. That's black magic. They're using a lower intent. So the intent is to place us in fear. The intent is to make us suffer. The intent is to keep us enslaved. The intent is to keep us angry, divided, uh, in lack, in fear, in pain, and suffering, they're using that intent, taking actions upon that intent to create negative outcomes. That is black magic. And they are doing all of that in service to themselves, which again is black magic. Now, what they've done is basically unconsciously programmed humanity to do the same. So this ties in easily with the last chip we talked about, which was the revenge chip, right? So let's take that as an example. If someone hurts me and betrays me, right? And I am feeling hurt, I am feeling angry, I'm feeling betrayed, I'm feeling all these emotions, these lower powerful emotions. If I then take an action upon those intents and my intent is this person has hurt me this person has betrayed me this person has done this whatever I now want them to feel what I feel I want to inflict pain and suffering back on that person I want to get revenge on them and I take an action with that intent that is black magic unconsciously right and so that is why we talk about the difference between vibration and frequency that's why i talked about that in the last one because every action that we take i could take an action in a low frequency in a low vibration and another person could take the exact same action but in a high frequency and in a higher vibration and the outcomes would be different Because of the frequency, because of the vibration and the energy, and again, as I made the distinction, vibration is typically a temporary state. Vibrationally speaking, vibration can change. It's it's more of a temporary state, at least for us as human beings, because our vibration changes. when our emotional state changes. If I'm in a low vibrational emotional state, that can change, right? I can transmute that into a higher vibration. Frequency is purity. So distorted frequencies. Um, misaligned frequencies those have to be purified in order to become higher frequency states. I gave the example of low frequency music versus high frequency music. One is artificial, one is natural and organic though that's that's a good example when we 're talking about our personal energetic fields as we do inner work. As we move through the different vibrational states and we learn how to alchemize them into higher vibrations, as we learn how to transmute them into higher vibrations, we are, our natural frequency starts to purify in general and it starts to get higher. So as I said, you can be in a high frequency state and still experience a low vibration emotion. That is still possible. And so the difference is that I think frequency uh, heightens through awareness, through consciousness, because if I'm at a high frequency, I can experience lower vibrational emotions like shame and guilt and anger and all of that. But I'm aware of it. I have full consciousness through moving through that state. And so even if I take an action in that state, if I have the awareness that that's what's happening, it's neutralized. That is the difference between unconsciousness and consciousness. Okay. So the, you know, the cabal is using black magic, I'll say consciously, but you know, they don't have much consciousness, but they're aware, they're aware of what they're doing. But at the same time, you know, we talk about how there's minions, right? There's people who unconsciously serve the dark. They're unaware that that is what they're doing. They are just unaware. They've been programmed. They don't see it. Now, white magic is the awareness and and using higher vibrational emotions with an intent and an action that produces a positive outcome. So again, I gave that you know kind of simple example of revenge and and that and so when we look at historically we'll see the difference between this lower use of our magic because again we all have magic magic is simply intent and action producing an outcome so we're we are practice we are using magic every day whether we know it or not right. And so the revenge, I think, is a good example, of course, when we look at other forms of black magic, like we don't need to get too deeply into like, sorry, sacrifices. We already we get that right. Very, very, very dark Um, things like voodoo. Right. Again, black magic, using a lower intent plus an action to produce a negative outcome. It's to harm another person. It's for self gain. Um, When we see people doing things like love spells, I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But, you know, people do do that stuff. Um, Again, it's a it's a that's a black magic because you are you are essentially trying to serve yourself. You're trying to manipulate another's consciousness in service to self. White magic is just the opposite it's the use of a it's the use of a higher vibrational intent which means a higher vibration higher vibrational emotional state so if i do a ceremony right for humanity to heal to awaken you know to come together in unity and i write my intentions down on a piece of paper and i am filled with the vibrations of love and hope you know for humanity <clears throat> and I'm in joy and I'm writing this this ceremony with the intent right so I'm, I'm having the intent and the high vibrational emotion of joy and love and peace and then I'm taking an action I'm writing it down in a ceremony to help humanity and then I burn that ceremony that in and of itself is like magic You are placing an intent, taking an action upon that intent that is in service to love, is in service to the whole, that is not for self-gain and it's not to manipulate others and it's not to harm others and that's produces a positive outcome. So that's the difference. And again, it will come down to consciousness versus unconsciousness, um, control dramas, right? In a way we could look at control dramas as a very, I don't know, very subtle form of, of black magic, because we're using manipulate emotional manipulation tactics, lower emotional manipulation tactics combined with actions to ultimately manipulate the other person you know, the four control dramas are we've got the interrogator. So someone whose intent is to interrogate, that's usually because they lack trust, because they have a need to know, um, because they want control of the other person. So they constantly are interrogating them. Where were you? Who were you with? Why did you take so long? What are you doing? What time are you going to do that? You know, that's interrogation. So that's coming from a lower emotional place plus an action. And the whole idea is to produce this outcome of the other person being controlled by you, having to answer to you, right? Aloof. That's the other, uh, the opposing control drama. Aloofness is coming from a fear of vulnerability, um, a fear of connecting <clears throat> and usually a fear of self right aloofs are they they take energy and draw attention to themselves by being aloof and mysterious and like you know trying to kind of play the cat and mouse game again it's to pull energy to themselves to get attention without having to be vulnerable without having to communicate right Same thing with the opposing two control dramas. The, um, intimidator, right. Is using fear. Their goal is to instill fear into the other. So they are intimidating the other to be afraid of them. That's black magic. I mean, it just is. And again, this is not like, we, we, we can't take this personal and we can't let this like, spin us because this has all been unconscious. This is what's been taught to us. This is what's been programmed into us. It's not necessarily our fault. We just have to be aware of it. That's all. Um, and of course the opposing to the intimidator is the victim, um, the victim, uh, control drama, which basically uses, uh, guilt and shame um, as a manipulation tactic for the other person to feel bad for them, which is how they get energy. Um, the poor me, like, you know, not taking any accountability. So in a way we can see how everything in our world is a use of magic one way or the other. And so we can either live in the higher states of seeing everything as beautiful and magical and having the awareness um, of the actions we take and with what intent we're taking them. Um, you know, or we can, we can be afraid of it all and just like hide in a corner. And I don't think that helps either. Um, so the, the goal here with dissolving the witch and warlock trip, I know we kind of got off on a tangent, but I felt that's all really important to share. Um, So we kind of dissolve the taboos and the fears and the labels around all these things. Um, And so historically, there were, of course, both, you know, good and bad, witches and warlocks. And and that's been the battle of consciousness, right? Um, But so this chip is not like, oh, well, you know, if you identify as a witch or, or whatever, then you have this. I think it's much deeper than that. As I shared, I think that um, unconsciously or consciously we are all um, utilizing magic at a, to a certain extent. And so what this chip does is essentially um, creates the interference patterns again to manipulate us emotionally and um, manipulate our actions into us unconsciously or consciously. Some people do this intentionally, right? To practice black magic. Um, And again, I think we just need to dissolve the fear and the taboos around this because it's just is what it is. Um, But this chip does unconsciously make us do that. And again, this is from lower emotional states that we act upon with a lower intent and don't really have the awareness that that's what we're doing, right? Anytime we take an action with an intent that is based on these lower emotions well it's going to produce a it's going to produce a negative outcome it's going to produce a i want to get away from black and white and and it's you know these labels i think skew our perception as well so you know it's really one produces a lower vibrational outcome and one produces a higher vibrational outcome and everything is just energy right everything we do this whole world, this whole journey, it's just energy. So dissolving this is really, um, I think just an awareness. That's it. It's just an awareness of when we take actions, what is the intent of the action? And, and I do want to, you know, clarify that this isn't to just, you know, We don't want to overthink this, right? We don't want to like every day be like overthinking, like, oh my God, I'm taking this action. Like, what's my intent? What am I doing? Um, But it's just to really, I think, become more conscious and aware of the things that we're doing, right? Of the actions that we're taking, And especially when we're creating something, right, especially when we're wanting to create something like a project or, you know, an idea or, um, you know, you're creating artwork or you're creating whatever, you know, to always be aware through the process of like, what's my intent when I'm doing this? What's my what's my emotional state, you know, because you can always still alchemize lower emotions into higher emotions, you know, and as you're alchemizing, that's, that's consciousness, you're not unconscious during it, right? So I think, let me give you the the best example I can end with is, if I, if I've got a lot of pain inside of me, and I'm feeling all the feels, all the lower feels, I'm angry, I'm bitter, I'm just fucking, you know, I'm, I'm hurt, I'm, I'm in guilt. I'm in all the feels, right? And I decide, to, <laughs> I don't know why this is funny, but if I decide I'm going to paint a picture <laughs> of all my pain and suffering <laughs> and that's, and I'm like, yeah, that's how I'm going to process this. And I just paint this like horrendously like ugly picture that really is a pure representation of the pain, right? Of the pain that I'm feeling. Um, well, the thing about that, is i guess if if we are seeking to alchemize our emotions then it can be a really positive experience right if i'm if i'm painting and drawing and i'm i'm actually processing while i'm doing it right i'm allowing my emotions to process and by the end of it i'm feeling better because i've expressed it and expressing emotions is important we can't just bottle them up and pretend they don't exist and we can't just stuff them down and bypass them. So if I, if while I'm painting this picture, trying to express what I'm feeling, you know, and it's cathartic and I'm processing and I'm alchemizing and it ends up being this beautiful expression of transformation, this beautiful expression of healing, then that is what we would call white magic. But if I just dump all my pain onto this canvas and you can, you can see it you can see it in the art. If it looks angry and it looks upset and it looks painful, um, then, well, at least we got it out. Right. But the problem is that our, if you look around in our world, and this is just a kind of a silly example, but it really does go into everything, right? Then if I go and sell that painting, I am just, I am putting pain out into the world. I am literally selling someone a painting of pain. That is not what we're going for here, right? Um, And you can see it in everything. You can see it in everything. This is why we have conversations about um, things like fast fashion, right? Like our obsession with fashion and trends and looking a certain way. And it's gotten so just fucking crazy. But you think about that too. And it's like, yeah, you know the clothes we're wearing that have been created by people in other, <clears throat> mostly in other countries, who were in suffering while they're making it, who are in less than less than um, ideal conditions. They're probably not enjoying themselves. They're they're not feeling the love. They're feeling, you know, they're feeling uh, enslaved. They're feeling oppressed. They're feeling in fear. They're feeling you know, sad and and suffering. And that's going into the clothes that everybody's wearing, you know? So this is the way that, that this chip has worked. It it has unconsciously, unconsciously manipulated all of us to place, to, to be so unaware of the effects of our energy and the effects of what we create in that energy. And then we share it with everyone. And so this is just a way to be more conscious of, of our energy and the things we put our energy into, right? Another great example is food, right? If someone makes you a meal and they are pissed off while they're making that meal, you're gonna taste it, okay? You're gonna taste it. Why do you think all the food is fucking poisoned? Because off off the bat, they've injected pesticides and gmos and then you know you've got people handling the food and shipping the food who are not happy and they're suffering and they're in a lower vibrational state and then and then someone's making you a meal and they're not in a good mood and they're unhappy and they're bitter and they're ruminating in their thoughts while they're making that food it's all the same thing that's all That's all, you know, lower vibrational magic. Again, it's just energy and intent being put into something. So when you make, you know, when you eat a meal by someone who's fully in love and joy, and they absolutely love what they're doing, and they're taking their time with it, and they're using high vibrational ingredients, of course, that's why we, you know, talk so much about um, blessing your food. And blessing your beverages, um, it is to transmute that it is to transmute that lower vibrational magic that 's been put into it. Um, you know it tastes completely different, so this one is this one 's a toughie, I think, because, like i said it 's so subtle, but um just by the awareness you know the awareness of what we 're doing and learning how to really that 's why we talk about the self love disciplines, alchemizing your emotions. Um, so that when you express them, you're actually alchemizing, you're not dumping. That's the difference. When we're aware of our emotional state, and we are moving through it with love, with awareness, with consciousness, we are then alchemists. And through alchemy, this is how we transmute all the lower into the higher. So I'll leave you with that. Um, thank you for um, everybody who joined us for this month's etheric surgery, a really potent day, um, really potent month uh, for healing and dissolving these things. So for those of you who are guided, we'll be having another one next month in April. So hope to see you guys there and I'll be back soon.